I think what makes a, a villain come to life and make them sort of a real person who's grounded in humanity is the human playing them. Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast. I'm Anjali Crochet. And I'm Ellie Pyle. And today we are continuing our celebration of Marvel's Avengers. This incredibly amazing new game was just released on all platforms on September 4th. And I could not be more excited for it to finally be out in the world. I talked to three women who worked on the design and the production of the game, but this time we are going behind the scenes in a different way. So today we're going to hear a conversation I had with three performance capture artists for Marvel's Avengers and then talk about like, what does that actually mean? These are the people who voice the characters in the game. We got to talk to three incredible women, Laura Bailey, who voices Black Widow, and you might also know her from starring in the D&D web series Critical Role. Sandra Saad, who voices Kamala Khan, and then Jolene Anderson, who voices Monica Rappuccini, who is a villain in the game, which is pretty cool. I am so excited to hear about this because we didn't talk about villains at all last week, and it is always interesting to hear their side of the story. So I'm really looking forward to hearing the conversation you got to have with these three women. There's so much cool stuff that we talked about, including how they got where they got. Also, obviously, talking about the game and the mocap process. It's really, really cool just being able to talk to them and the work they put into these characters and the type of development that goes into games. Let's take a listen. So, hey, ladies. Hi. Oh, hey. Ah, hey. hey. uh, these voices. <laughs> um, so I am here with three incredibly talented Actors, performance actors, comedians, D&D players. I, there's like everything <laughs> is happening and I'm really excited, but I want everyone to get a chance to hear your voices. So I would love for each of you to say your name and we're going to be talking about a very cool game today, Marvel's Avengers. So if you can tell everybody who you are performing as, aka who you voice in Marvel's Avengers, that would be great. We're going to start with Sandra. Hey, I'm Sandra Saad, and I play Kamala Khan. Laura. Hi, I'm Laura Bailey, and I play Black Widow. And Jolene. Um, Hey, I'm Jolene Anderson, and I play Monica Rappuccini. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right, so we got to start off. uh, I kind of know some of the answers to this, and there is no wrong answer but you guys are going to be in one of the biggest games of 2020. I know that some of you are video game players and some of you are not. Did each of you grow up playing video games in particular, but also like you might be a gamer in another way? Uh, most definitely. I grew up with all the Sierra games on PC. So I was playing King's Quest and Quest for Glory and... The Laura Bow mysteries, that's bringing it back if anybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, and yeah, yeah, still still doing it to this day. That's why it's such a cool industry to be a part of because I'm such a big fan of it. Well, talking about bringing it back, the last time I played video games was when I played Atari um, as a kid. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I just, you know, and then that was the end. That was the end for me. I don't know what happened. 
Pong ruined you forever. Space Invaders. Space Invaders. Too many weekends spent doing nothing but playing Space Invaders. I got really good at it. Um, uh, my mom got me a Sega Genesis when I was like two. <laughs> I was like, uh, I want to like crawl around. <laughs> so I didn't quite get it yet, but my mom was really into it. Until uh, eventually I, I came into playing a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog and like <laughs> the Aladdin game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Do not uh, sleep on that game. That game was mm -hmm. great. I only made it to like this, like level three or whatever, but like I loved level three. So I just kept dying on purpose. Uh, so there's that. And then, of course, like, you know, now things have, have changed so much. And like when I talked to my mom about video game, like that I was like cast in this, she was like, oh, we, we got to get you an Atari. And I was like, Atari? <laughs> mom, like, PS5. What am I going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> mom, no. That's that's not how any of this works. You can display it proudly as like a relic of the past. Like this I was can. the Atari. <laughs> Yo, that's street cred. What are you talking about? Anyone who has an Atari right now has video game street cred. It's, it's a museum fine. piece. It's a museum go. piece. <laughs> Word. So now that we've established that, how did each of you, and I want to start off with Jolene, like how did each of you get into the world of video games? And what was your first role? Uh, well, I had some friends that were doing motion capture, and I'd never heard of that before, but it sounded like something very cool and like I'd want to do. So I saw um, a breakdown, you know, when it was actors, our, we and our people, we look for interesting projects to work on. Um, and there was a breakdown there for what turned out to be Biohazard, the first Resident Evil project I worked on. And uh, I just auditioned for it relentlessly and finally booked the job and ended up going to Japan. And then I then I was like, who's Ada Wong? You know, and then I learned a little bit more about that world. And I was like, wow. And sort of once you have that street cred, the next time I saw something come up, I was like, well, I've already done some mocap. And then the next project was uh, Tomb Raider. And then you could do the whole you could do full performance. So then you're a voice actor and you're doing the mocap. And then it just spiraled into game after game after game. And yeah, it just was amazing. It just you know, just get started and here we are. Word. What about you, Laura? I started uh, voicing video games back uh, <laughs> too long ago. Um, I think Blood Rain was my very first and it just kind of took off from there. I actually, Japan was the first place I ever did motion capture as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I went out there for a couple different projects, a Castlevania game that never ended up getting finished unfortunately. But yeah, uh, and then same, same. It just kind of kept growing. And Sandra? Unlike these wonderful women who have a long list of gorgeous, gorgeous credits, I am much newer to the, the VO world and more new to the gaming world. I came up in comedy and also like I sing a lot. So being a musician and being an actor, you know, you change your voice for classical music as opposed to like, you know, musical theater. And and I remember having this voice coach who one day like made his voice sound completely like another person. And I was like, you know, I can do that for acting as well. And that's when things kind of came together for me uh, for voiceover is just kind of learning how I could change my speaking voice. That's really dope. And also like you've actually played multiple roles in games before, which is such an interesting concept, right? Like for people who aren't familiar with the behind the scenes process, what does a typical performance capture session look like for a game like Marvel's Avengers? 
it looks like y'all are just having fun the entire time. I mean, yeah, Avengers had a huge cast, so it was. It was a blast every single time we got to go in and record. Yeah, but we're just, you know, we're in those little, like, condom suits, you know, with the dots all over <laughs> them. And then, like, the giant headset with the microphones and everything, capturing everything. And then you just run around like children playing Avengers. I mean, I don't want to simplify it, but that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, yo, like, I'd never been on a mocap stage before this game. So imagine, like, walking into this massive padded room with like pool noodles and like tennis balls, makeshift chairs, and all these people who like already know each other. Like Laura, who's done this a ton of times and like thinks that like a head cam is normal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta put that thing on my head and wear it around for eight hours. So like, there was definitely some adjustment for me, but like, I was so lucky to, like, you know, they say like, oh, no, 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 I've learned from the best. Like, I truly did. I walk onto a stage where like the best of the best are doing this and I get to see them just live another day in the life of being brilliant. And that's how I learn. So I'm very lucky. But that's kind of the cool thing about it is that so many of us had been in so many projects together before. So we had that camaraderie that the Avengers have. We'd been through all of that together. And then for Sandra to come in and be this like new kid on the block who just blew all of us away. It was such the perfect energy for what she was bringing to the game. It made so much sense. Aww. Yeah, I was going to say, I would not have known that, Sandra. I, I would not have thought that you were a rookie. So, um, And I love how it all comes together, too, how you were kind of the new kid on the block, like in the actual game, <laughs> and then you were kind of the new kid on the yeah. block. Like, you know, there's all this beautiful magic that happens behind the scenes, and it's uh, it, it really goes along the lines of real life. But um, but you did an amazing job, and I'm surprised to hear that. Thank you, ladies. You've done that before. Thank you. Just, yeah. just learning, learning from y'all. <laughs> well, and I think the interesting thing about all of this is like we've talked about the voice aspect, right? We've talked about this idea of doing and shifting and changing voices, but in the creation of the character specifically for this game and specifically for your characters, there are fight scenes. There are moves that each one of your characters do that are signature moves, you know, Kamala in Biggins. Like these are these are things that happen. <laughs> You know, is there any physical training or prep that each of you have to do? Talk to folks who may not know how physical does this get in the motion capture? It depends on the scene. It depends on the uh, the projects, too, because if there is a fighting moment within some of the cinematics, then that'll be like us transitioning into stunt people. Most of like the gameplay moves you see those are going to be like actual stunt people doing the really badass stuff so <laughs> we're not nearly as cool as they are i assume on a day-to-day -day basis <laughs> yeah our uh, my stunt woman melissa is amazing to watch i just remember like just watching her warm up to do certain fight scenes i was like can you teach me <laughs> uh, like there are definitely some parts where like you know, my body just sometimes like can't jump over like a tall rod. I'm a very short woman, but she's like that woman is just like elastic herself. So <laughs> they'd be like, all right, bring Melissa on, have her jump over this. 
<laughs> I do. I have to say, I really don't think that our um, the stunt team gets nearly enough credit. I feel like we get a lot of credit for this. And um, people always ask us about that aspect. And it's not us. We have this amazing stunt team. And that's what they do. And they're at the top of their game. And I, I wish they could get some more yeah. accolades. Yeah. Our, our stunt crew is amazing. Oh, I love that. I love that. So I want to switch over. Laura, you've been in voice acting for a long time now. Yar. So you voice characters for a ton of shows, dozens of video games, including Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. What has it been like to voice Black Widow in so many different Marvel shows and games? It's an honor. <laughs> when I first started voicing her, God, I think it was about 10 years ago that I started voicing her in uh, Avengers Assemble, the cartoon series. And I had no idea that it would lead to so many more projects and that really I would get to embody her for so long and bring her to life for so long. It's, it's just been a huge part of my life. And when this game came up, I didn't think I was going to get to be a part of it because I had just found out I was pregnant when Sean called me and asked if I would be willing to come on board. I knew that I would be about eight months pregnant when we started filming. Oh. Um, so with as much action as there was in the game, it, it just didn't seem like it was going to be able to happen. But thankfully, the schedule just got pushed a little bit and it ended up working out. And I had just had Ronan, my son, and then jumped back into the, the suit, which was awful to put on <laughs> those spandex suits right after having a child. But um, uh, you looked amazing. <laughs> Get out of here. Right. I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, I had a baby and then I worked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel I feel very lucky to have uh, been able to make it happen. I love it. So Jolene, you've had a number of roles in video games. We've talked about that and also live action productions. What stands out about playing a role like Monica? Have you voiced villains like her before? Uh, yeah, I am so lucky that, and I don't know what it is about me, but I get to um, play a lot of really strong women, whether they're commanders or they're on the good side or someone like Monica, who's like on the dark side. And I actually do play a lot of villains. And what I love every time I get a job like this is that I just love that they're writing these parts for women. And I love, especially when she's evil, because Monica's the smartest one in the game. You know, she doesn't have a superpower outside of just being an absolute genius. She's a sociopathic genius. And that is her superpower. She's smarter than Tarleton. She's smarter, you know, so um, that's what stood out for me a lot, is that they wanted to bring up this female villain in the story. And I'm so proud of them for doing things like that. And I'd like to see more of it, because I'm always kind of like the only one. You know what I mean? Um, in this Marvel game, I was not. You had all these really strong female heroines. Um, and that was really fun to be a part of. But I love that she's evil because I love when women are evil because they always make us out to be, you know, <laughs> these really like sweet motherly, you know, throw yourself under the bus kind of. No, no, not Monica. So I love that. I, that really stood out for me. It's just how like evil and diabolical she was as a female lead. So now I have a follow up question. What is the secret of playing a good villain? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Because first of all, those, you know, I always give so much credit to the writers and the, the, the team who created these people, because I was handed a very well fleshed out, uh, well nuanced character. Um, so it's all kind of there in the writing. And I think what makes a, a villain sort of come to life and make them sort of a real person who's grounded in humanity is the human playing them. 
ultimately, right? So she can say all these words and she can make all these decisions that, that ends up making her sort of a villain, but um, there's still a real person behind that, you know, just trying to walk through the world with their own sort of ideas and making their own decisions and stuff. So, so I, have, I really don't know the answer to that question other than, um, you know, you've got it all sort of fleshed out and then you bring a little bit of yourself and then, you know, it's a, it's a team effort and somehow it comes together for like a magical little creation. I love it. I hope. So Sandra, this is your first time voicing a Marvel character. What has it been like to enter this world of Marvel and give voice to Kamala? Like, you're one of two women who have voiced Kamala ever? Yeah, it's it's really awesome because I respect Kamala a lot. I respect where she came from. I respect her internal struggle and I relate to her internal struggle. Just that feeling like an other, not really being able to relate, like... I'm I'm hell awkward. Like I like I get it. Like I I understood that struggle forever. And you know the thing about playing women of color sometimes sometimes it's just a trope. Sometimes it's just a token. Often. And I have never really auditioned for a part that's this fleshed out. That's this three dimensional. That's this. You know the character isn't just about you know, where she's from or like, you know, she's Muslim, she's Pakistani, she's from Jersey. She's, she's all these things. She's hopeful. She's, she like is just full of gusto and she's a big fan girl. And that's another thing I can relate to too. Like, you know, all my superheroes, <laughs> like I could go on and talk about Jack White for a million and a half years. Uh, <laughs> but what just makes it for me is how whole this character is and and how much I've personally learned from her when you repeat lines over to yourself, like embrace your differences and good isn't a thing you are, it's a thing you do. When you have to repeat these lines over and over and over and over again, over the course of however long we've been working on this for, at some point you're bound to learn this moral yourself, right? So she's, she's taught me a lot and, uh, you know, what her heroes have taught her have taught me a lot too about myself. And I I feel like, you know, that's my favorite part. Now I'm curious, you know, Laura, Jolene, do you feel like you learned a lot about your respective characters and like, do you relate to your characters at all? Are you really Black Widow at home, Laura? Is that? (laughs) (laughs) I am not nearly as cool as Black Widow is, but I respect her. I respect that, you know, it's a choice, everything that she does. You know, she came from a very different place than where she found herself now. And she has to make a conscious effort to um, continue to do good, you know? And I think that's a really cool thing to have in a hero is that it's not necessarily just something that comes naturally, that you you have to think about everything you're doing. I think that's interesting. We had this conversation um, with Sean the other day when we talk about um, whether you're a hero or a villain, that you can't escape the humanity of it. Whether you end up being a hero because you have made certain life choices um, that we're all capable of going down one road or another, right? Yeah. And so when you play a villain, it's the same too. You know, you're like, you can make this choice or that choice. And um, it is the humanity behind it that, that makes them so real. So you do learn you know, what faced with a certain situation, like what would you do? What would this person do? I have great respect and compassion for my character, although she's, 
you know, maybe not the best person at times, but I see, <laughs> I see her vision. I, I really do. I understand her, even though, um, yeah, you, you as a person may not make decisions that would hurt other people or whatever. I don't even think she sees it that way, but I just really like that idea that no matter who you are, you are at the end of the day deciding your fate and whether you become a hero or, or whether you sort of like follow the dark side. And I love that about Marvel. I love that about comics. I like the humanity that is the undergirding of everything that happens and it's behind every character, good or bad. Yeah. And I think, Jillian, that's yeah. one of the things that makes your character so, your performance so compelling is that, you know, you said you don't know what it is that that makes a good villain earlier. And I think what makes you so wonderful at it is that you do have that understanding of why they they make that decision. You never feel like Monica's doing things just to be evil. You know, she's doing them for a purpose. And then maybe she just becomes a little evil. Yeah, it just kind of <laughs> happens. And that's one of the great things about Widow, too. She, she rides that line. And so often the people around her don't know. They don't know if she's a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. She's fascinating. So. Well, Marvel's Avengers is out now. Everyone can get their hands on it. I, I am so it's uh, uh so what are each of you <laughs> most excited for people to see, hear, do in the game? Uh, I'm excited about the multiplayer. <laughs> I'm excited that after the game is even out that you're continually going to get, you know, new heroes and new missions opening up to you that are included in that price of the original purchase, which is really, really wonderful. And I'm, I just can't wait to see all the different people you can unlock as you play. I've been thinking about this a lot, right? I One of the things that I haven't gotten to talk very much about, right, because it's it's been secret for a while, is Kamala's, I think actually everyone's relationship with MODOK and Monica is very special and scary and conflicting. And like we were talking about, Jolene's performance is so interesting to watch, just as well as Usman's is. And- Isn't I'm, he? God, oh, he's so good. He's, so oh. he's amazing. Oh. And like that one scene where we're just facing, like it's one of my, my greatest like moments on stage, on camera, on mic of all time. I'm, I'm really excited for people to play with those villains and to kind of like feel those moments of tension just as well. Like we were talking about, you know, like embracing your differences and stuff like that. Like all of those morals that I'm kind of trying to learn myself through this story, I hope they inspire other people kind of the, the same way that, that they've been inspiring me. Like there's, there's some really, really dope morals here and, uh, it's a, it's a cool story. I'm excited for people to get get their hands on it. I am so impressed and amazed by visually how freaking incredible it looks. It is it just at the cinematic journey, that experience that you have since I'm not a gamer, when I watch it it just blows my mind. I just want to kind of watch it as a film. Like someone's going to have to come over and play the game so I can just see how gorgeous <laughs> it was. I'm so impressed by how it looks um, and that, that I'm really excited to see uh, see it, the whole thing. All right. So one more question before we go, you know, for those folks who would be interested in performance acting and voiceover and voice acting in this field in general, do you have any advice for folks who are just starting out and kind of figuring out this space? Oh, man, everybody comes at it from a different place. That's that's the crazy thing is I haven't met 
two people in a recording session that have the same background. So I, I always say study acting before you think about just doing crazy voices or anything like that, because the people that work over and over and over again are the people that can back those voices up with talent. And um, yeah, just read books out loud, get a feel for what you can do and how fast you can read. Cause a lot of times we don't get the scripts too far in advance. Yeah. I always tell everyone who's starting out just to get into a class, just get started. Mm -hmm. Whether it's at your community college or there's a mocap thing or there's an acting class you can take. I always just say, just get started and, 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 you, and go from there. But um, you definitely need to kind of learn the ropes and definitely study acting. Yeah. Yeah. For me personally, um, improv and sketch was really instrumental for me in kind of being able to just like off the cuff, create like a, a character and then just move on to another character and another and another. And, but also kind of still keeping the backbone of each character in mind. If you have any interest in comedy, like, go for an improv class. Like it might feel silly, of course, at first, but, but you'll fall in love with it quick. Yeah, just hop into class wherever you can. I love it. Thank you so much. I am so excited for folks that get their hands on Marvel's Avengers. Woo. Congratulations Thanks. again. And thank you to Laura, Sandra, and Jolene for being here today. It's nice to see Thanks all of you beautiful us. ladies today. It's a great day. Yes. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> All of those women are incredible. I just want to say a special thanks to Laura Bailey, Sandra Saad, and Jolene Anderson for making the time. Marvel's Avengers is out now on all platforms, so be sure to pick it up. All right. I know I'm going to be busy playing this game, but I have to take breaks, which means there are other things going on in the world. Ellie, what else is new in your world? Have you been reading anything, watching anything good? Like, what's, what's the dealio? I can't talk about any of the stuff I'm working on for Marvel, but I have been doing a lot of writing and I have been doing a lot of reading scripts that came out of my theater company. So that's been a lot of fun as well, that we do readings of plays and screenplays and pilots and stuff that, you know, hopefully somebody might get to see someday. Well, you sound like an overachiever. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. That, that means a lot. How about you? Um, well, I took a cross-country trip and I drove from New York to California. But in the midst of all that, I am currently involved in reading Iron Man number one by Chris Cantwell with art by Cafu. And if you've not picked it up, you've not read it, you're missing out. Uh, but also really excited because we... Recently just announced Marvel's Voices, Indigenous Voices, which is coming out in November with some incredible stories, some dope art, like Rebecca Rowan Horse is in it. It's going to be, it's just phenomenal. As well as there's going to be a reprint of Marvel's Voices number one that came out in February with a brand new cover. So many good things. I know. It's such a good feeling when things are finally out in the world. And it has been very exciting today as we were recording to watch those covers get released into the world and everyone to be so hyped for them. They're gorgeous. Well, you know what? 
I think we want to know, as usual, what everybody else is excited about. So if you want to tell us what you've been reading or, again, just say hello. We we say hello back. Send us an email at womenof at marvel.com or tweet us at Marvel using the hashtag Women of Marvel. Also, if you enjoyed today's conversation, we would love it if you would give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show and we would be so grateful. All right. Go play the game, enjoy yourselves, and until next time, this is Marvel, your universe. Women of Marvel is produced by Rebecca Seidel and Zachary Goldberg, along with Judy Stevens, Anjali Brochet, and me, Ellie Pyle. Our audio development manager is Karen Heffa, and Jill DeBoff is our director of audio. 